3: A.K.A. Mr. Chew on that We back in the building Oh my gosh, it's going to be another bang Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you It's going to be another another bang, another classic uh, Listen, today's show Is going to be highly controversial Highly crazy Um, So if you are the faint in heart You might not want to listen to this Part of uh, The show Because my show is not for sissies My show is not for punks Moving on from that How's everybody been? Um, Of course everyone in in the the Chew on That World knows That I have um, my co-host with me I have Lady J always with me
4: Good morning Of course holding Mr. Randy Chew down on his left hand side It's your girl Lady J
3: (laughs) And of course you know I always got the men's advocate herself Linda aka DT aka the men's advocate How you doing over there?
2: I'm well, I'm well that's How are cool. you
3: guys? Good, good Hey DT I have, I have a special guest Hi. that's going to come on to the show today But I'm not going to introduce her yet I'm going to wait till I get into the topic to introduce her But if y'all are watching, y'all see this young man to the left of me To the, to the Beyonce The left to the left Yeah, to the Beyonce of me His name is Damian Tucker He sponsored today's show Listen I just want to say this Oh shout out to Red Bull They always hold me down when they hold me down Is 50 Um listen Today's show is talking Is the topic uh, We continued our series on collateral beauty Time Love and today's show is about death What is death And I thought it would be excellent To bring someone on who Uh works On generational wealth building Um I got my life insurance actually um, Through the company That he represents um, My wife also works in that company that he represents um, And I believe in the product So if I ever get killed by uh, A police officer for pulling me over Because I got a tail light off or something I'm, My kids are good Because it's real like that in America But anyway um, Damien How you doing sir?
5: I'm doing absolutely great sir
3: Oh man talk a little bit into the mic for me uh, there we go, there we go Alright, okay. you good Okay, so Damien You know, we, we 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 oftentimes, we we hear death We hear about death, we see death We experience it with loved ones Passing, people we grew up with um, And by the way, those who are listening This is the community empowerment segment Of the show, where I have to Empower the community um, And I feel like one thing In my community, specifically as a black man That is missing, is generational Wealth building Um, If you look at the disparity in land ownership, the collective of African Americans only own less than two percent of land in America. Wow. And um, with that being said, though, what is what? Give us a your definition of what generational wealth building actually is. How can we establish it? I mean, where do we go at? How do we do it?
5: Okay, well, first, first of all, you got to understand that there's a difference between generational wealth and inheritance. Um, okay. Inheritance is, is something small, uh, maybe something like $20,000, $50,000, 100000 $250,000 that you inherited uh, from your parents. Uh, generational wealth is, is much larger. It's usually something that's accumulated uh, over generations. It's not something uh, that most people can accumulate uh, in one lifetime. Got
3: gotcha, you, so, got gotcha. you. So, mommy and daddy leaving me a little inheritance isn't really the way to go. How do we build generational wealth? What is one of the tools that you've seen actually work? You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people are not going to hear it from me. Because, you know, my fans are not going to always listen to me. That's why I bring people on that's actually experts in that field. So, what what are some tools we can use to actually get it going?
5: I'm I'm glad you asked because... uh, one of the ways that I use to build uh, generational wealth is what I call life insurance, or what I call income protection. But who uh,
3: that's hot? Income protection—that's hot. Go ahead. Right, and I, <laughs> I
5: explain that to you because it's rather uh, complicated if you never heard of the term before. But uh, I'm not too versed in the Bible, but they tell you, you know, a good man leaves not his children not only an in inheritance, but he leaves his children's children an in inheritance. Yeah, yeah. So technically, what's supposed to happen? Is we supposed to build wealth We supposed to build an inheritance while a person is living So you are supposed to be saving 10 20% of your income while you living uh, Usually in the form of stocks uh, Mutual funds Even real estate So that's a way to build uh, wealth Without depending on a life insurance policy
3: Okay Now your company That you represent Y'all actually do this for people correct? Absolutely Okay, say if someone listening right now or may watch this show right after we're finished, how do they get a hold of you for you to actually break it down so they can actually start building generational wealth? Because the issue that I'm I'm finding is our generation, me and your generation, we're, we we know this stuff now, and we're gonna try to fulfill it. Well, me and you ain't trying; we actually doing. But how do we actually? do it, help others to do it, but we have to teach our kids to continue that what I call legacy.
5: Right. Okay, uh, well, I only only touched or spoke on one part of building generational wealth, and that's through the the stocks, the mutual funds, and the real estate. Right. The the other way to build generational wealth instantly is through life insurance policy. So, in other words, you take somebody uh, who's worked all their life and haven't been able to save or accumulate anything, uh, one of the best things and easiest ways to do is just take out a life insurance policy that would allow you, let's say, two hundred fifty thousand or half a million dollars. That instantly allows you to be worth five hundred thousand dollars, even though you have absolutely nothing in the bank. And right, to, to right, me, right. I think that's profound because you're taking someone who 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 never heard anything, uh, never maybe even been to college, uh, never uh, got any wealth passed down from them. They forty years old and they say, "Listen, if I die, I want to leave my children something." take out, take $50, take $100, take out a half a million dollar term policy for 30 years, and instantly you're already worth a half a million dollars. Something happened to you 10 days from the day you took out the policy, you leave your children uh, half a million dollars. To me, that's profound, especially in the black community. Yeah,
3: yeah. Oh my god. So, I got a policy. I step outside my yard. I accidentally get hit by the mailman when I'm going to, to my mailbox. My family... I have four children My family now My children now Are fatherless And the income That I was bringing In the home Is now protected Through the life insurance Because Well I think that I'm more I'm worth more than My net worth Is more than Mm 500,000 Half a million My net worth Is like 1.5 So I want to leave 1.5 If something Something's going to happen to me I want that 1.5 That I'm projected to have and to bring in. I want that to be left for my kids as if I never went anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Right. And and that ties into the topic of today. Like, what is death? Like, we try to shy away from these you know what happens in the black community is
4: You about to
3: go there. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm going there. I'm sorry, I'm going there. You know what happens in the black community? What happens in the black community is grandma and them will pass away. They got a little bit of money. They leave it to their to their children and their grandchildren. But then all of a sudden, first of all, if you if this is your first time ever watching it you on that show, we raw and uncut. So don't be in your feelings. Um what happened is niggas begin to fight over money. Then niggas don't even have the money to even bury they their dead one in a in a proper and a respectful manner. Um they can't afford cash. They can't afford the service. They can't afford this and that. So they either get loans or they get money or they collect from their relatives, which puts all of them in debt. And instead of death being something that leaves something joyful behind, it, with the pain of that loved one leaving, now you have the pain of debt. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's, I think what you and your company does is vital. Um, and it's, and I'm gonna say this. It's not the fact of the company It's the representative of the company I believe in Damien um, I believe in who he is as a person And and, and I, of course I believe in my wife But everyone's going to believe in the person they married to Unless they're beefing But I believe in Damien I believe in what he and I And I feel the passion When he talks about generational wealth building And it's not just about Him getting money in his pocket but it's about making sure families are straight. You know what I'm saying? Right. To me, that's important. That, to me, that, that, what we talked about last week, that's love. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we talked the week before that about time. We never know when our time is right. over. You know what I'm saying? Right. Quote, unquote. Right. <laughs> so I, I, I really believe in generational wealth building. I believe in the tool that you have. For those that are listening How can they find you How can they contact you How can they get connected to you How can they follow you How can they ask questions Give us all your information
5: Right well uh, I do a lot of work on Facebook um, Reaching out uh, My name is Damian Tucker D-A-M-I-A-N uh, Tucker of course T-U-C-K-E-R You can find me on there You can find me on the gram um, At Cents C-E-N-T-S Underscore Underscore um, But you Real quick Before you You, you leave me Uh one of the other topics that you mentioned was uh, leaving somebody with a nice burial. Uh, yeah, for, yeah, me, yeah. for me personally, uh, you, I have close to $1.5 million on, on me as, a, as far as a life insurance plan. Okay. But uh, my wife and kids understand that I care nothing about uh, having a proper burial. They could bury me back, uh, butt naked in the back out if they, if they chose to <laughs> okay. uh, in a sheet. Uh, I, I, my gen- life insurance was never about burying somebody. Right, life right, insurance right. has always been about uh, protecting uh, the the financial, the income potential, the income earning potential of someone. So a lot of times, it's deep.
3: You said that because we've been taught that life insurance is burial protection, right, and not income protection.
5: Well, well, well years ago, uh, there was a time where they didn't even allow black folks to take out life insurance. You was only able wow. to take out burial insurance because white folks for whatever reason white supremacists they never wanted us to to gain financial wealth right so, right, they, right. Right. so they only allowed us to take out ten thousand and that's one of the biggest problems in the black community is that we all kind of look at life insurance is something small like ten thousand fifteen twenty thousand right, dollars right but of course you know uh you lose a mom a father someone of that sort uh you would you barely have enough money to 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 put them away and maybe pay off a bill or two so wow. we got we the first thing we got to do is adjust uh The thought process behind What's life insurance So what's income protection So you take somebody Who's uh, in their 30s uh, like yourself, let's say you make $50,000 A year, your income potential Your earning income potential uh, Over a 30 year working career Is $1.5 million, the way that I came To that number is you take 50000 multiply Multiplied times 10, mm-hmm. so over the next 10 years You're scheduled to make uh, half a million dollars mm-hmm. Over the next 20 years you're scheduled to make A million dollars, and over the next 30 years You're scheduled to make $1.5 If you prematurely pass away, you die You get hit by a truck, you get hit by the mailman uh, What happens is your wife Or you You and your wife Basically just took 1.5 million dollars And dumped it Completely down the drain Ouch And you never Wow You, you never recoup that You never get that back yeah, It could take yeah. two or three generations To make up the 1.5 million And what happens to your children is uh, Instead of living out In the Oderton area Prince George's County Lower area You find yourself You, you find your wife Finds herself uh, One Never finding another Randy yeah. Two Moving back to the inner city Of Baltimore Where uh, she's working Two and three jobs To provide for her family um, now the streets begin to raise your children And the next wow. thing you know uh, One of your children are dead The other one is incarcerated And that's the, the vicious cycle that's going on in Baltimore City right now As the death toll continues to climb
3: Wow We're not just talking Drop about the mic. Money protection We're talking about saving your generation Of children after you Oh my gosh that's, Listen, if you don't find this man on the gram or On Facebook You are the problem with the community I'm just going to throw that out there You might as well just go If you don't care about leaving an inheritance for your children You might as well just go get a gun and shoot yourself now Yeah I said it Shoot (laughs) yourself (sighs) Damien I want you to stay I want you to stay for a little bit Don't leave me yet I'm going to take a quick break When we come back we're going to get into our current events with Lady J I'm going to introduce the topic Introduce our special guest DT is in the building She be quiet on us We still love you Come back after the break We're going to see y'all In two point two baby, it's Mr. Chew on that. Welcome to
4: Lady James.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, we are back It's your boy Randy Chu, a.k.a. Mr. Chu on that Thank you for tuning in to the Chu on that show Listen, today's topic, what is death? Collateral beauty, baby We are continuing the three-part series on collateral beauty We talked about time, we talked about love Now today we're going to talk about death What is death? And of course, you know I have my illustrious uh, co-host with me I have a special guest with me, also. Um, but before I bring her in, um, and b- before we get into the topic, we have some current events we want to talk about. But you know what? I want to save the current events, though, Lady J. Okay. I want to save it for later on because I I want to dive into this topic. our special guest today, well, before I get to the special guest, let me introduce my co-host. To the Beyonce, that means to the left of me is Lady J. What's up? <laughs> of course, you know, I always have the men's advocate, Linda, aka DT, is in the building.
2: Hello, hello.
3: And I have a very, very, very special guest. I call her Dr. Professor Kim. Hello. How are you doing?
1: Dr. Professor, I like that. <laughs>
3: Real quick, can you introduce my audience to who you are, what you do, what you're about? Just briefly, just real quick.
1: Yeah, I I live in Toronto, and I own a coaching company called Frame of Mind Coaching. Views and from And what the we six. do, yeah, <laughs> we I work with the highly, highly driven population, and what we do is we look at how their thinking impacts their outcomes and the results, and we help them really uh, examine how their own thinking is helping them move forward and a lot of times just holding them back and we help move their thinking to a place where they're just soaring
3: wow wow now your social media platforms i was watching a couple of your youtube uh clips by the way very powerful um can you just share your social media platform so people that want to follow you can find you
1: yeah, Facebook, uh, it's Kim Addis A-D-E-S uh, We're on Twitter, LinkedIn Just look for me, Kim Addis And it's Frame of Mind Coaching
3: Nice And she also has the website, it's frameofmindcoaching.com Am I correct? That's right, yeah, there's yeah, lots yeah.
1: of stuff on there
3: Ladies and gentlemen, today's topic What is deaf? I have questions Okay DT yes yes Okay.
1: I can't hear her by the way
3: okay let me allow you to hear her okay DT I'm here cool now questions about death what do all of y'all think death is is it a supernatural being is it a force is it something that we made up i want to dive in that way I'm, I'm 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 gonna take y'all on a trail that's gonna really mess up y'all mind i'm, I'm not ready Are you not ready i'm
4: just
3: like you know i'm not ready
4: Are you scared don't <laughs> be no, scared if you scared say you scared i'm scared i'm oh
3: not ready my gosh, don't be scared <laughs> don't be scared okay Let's let, let, let's define some words real quick. Um, let's define some words real quick to set a to set a premise on 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 our discussion. Um, patient. You know, I was looking up the word patient, and it was very interesting how. Uh, what's his name, Webster?
4: <laughs>
3: uh, whoever that guy is. That's his name.
6: That's his name. I don't, I don't know.
3: Um, I would never name my child Webster. But anyway, um, Webster said that <laughs> patience is the ability be to smart be smart like a dictionary. Hey, he, he was smart. He must have been picked on in school. But uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, the ability to remain calm and not become annoyed when waiting for a long time with dealing with problems or difficult people. But the full definition says it's bearing pains or trials calmly and without complaint. So we have a basis of what patient means. In the hospital, the medical term patient means one who is suffering. So, in a sense, we all are patients because we all are suffering. Those that are alive are dying make sense so is it safe to say that dying only implies to
1: those who are living well let's let's look at something that you just said Uh, so we're alive and we're all suffering is that actually true do we need to be suffering
3: you said do we need to be suffering
1: yeah do we do we need to categorize ourselves as suffering just because we're alive and waiting for death is, is do we need to be suffering like to me, suffering is optional.
3: Wow, explain, go deeper.
1: Well, where does suffering actually come from? Suffering comes from the idea that things should be different than they are. Wow Wow, so that's when we feel this massive gap, right? That's when we feel the pain, you could say. When we're not happy with the way things are. When we believe they ought to be different. And that's what causes us to feel suffering. It's this lack of acceptance. This lack of allowing. That's what causes pain. That's what causes suffering. So does it have to be? Or is that potentially optional?
3: I don't think it's optional. And panel, please chime in. I mean, it's a discussion, not... um, Yeah... Um, I don't think suffering is optional. I'm, I'm explaining my thoughts behind it. I think that as human beings, the choices that we make automatically put someone else in a suffering position. If we look at... Let's look at relationships. If I chose not to ever work again, my family suffers they do not have the same quality and quantity of life that was provided through my income.
1: Am I correct? Mm -hmm. Possibly, but not necessarily. Explain. Well, there are lots of assumptions there, right? So if suddenly you stopped working, would they feel the hit? Sure. Could they recover? Sure. Right? So you're making an assumption that you deciding, let's say, that's optional. Uh Uh-huh. That you deciding to stop working has a long term and endless negative impact on them. No, I feel I, I.
3: What I what I'm saying is, they're going to feel pain through my choice.
1: Well. Let's say something did happen to you. We talked about death a minute ago. You had your gentleman on who talked about getting hit by the postman. So let's imagine that did happen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right? so, so where does that pain come from? The, the pain comes from the belief that things need to be different, the belief that there's a loss, the belief that this is a terrible, horrible, awful tragedy, that something horrible just happened. But if we look at death and think that actually death isn't such a terrible thing
3: I agree But death agree. is something
1: where it's an opportunity for someone to come back to a really wonderful place you know, that it doesn't feel so bad
3: you know, I I, I actually I actually see the direction you're taking it, and I'm glad you're taking it this way. Um, and Lady J knows that I am a mastermind at stirring conversations. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting. <laughs> um, DT, you still with us?
2: I'm still here.
3: Okay, cool.
2: Feel free to try. I agree, I agree with Kim. It's, it's a failure to look at the situation and to look at what is. And we right. get into this mode of how it should be, or could be, or would be, rather than looking at what it is. Right. And I think that is the source of suffering. and you just make yourself crazy over some hypothetical thing. Wow! That you
3: can't control any. That you can't control anyway. Right. Well, right.
2: Once once you look at what is, then you can take steps to change it if you don't like it. Wow. But if you're in denial with your head in the sand not seeing the situation for what it is, there's, there's no chance, there's no way going to change it. Wow.
3: <coughs> so... Let me, say
6: this. Let me say this. Can
4: I guess, can I interject a little bit? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go okay, ahead. so this topic is so heavy. This topic is so, like, not something that's fun and light and, you know, positive. Depending on your mindset and how you look at it, so for me, I haven't seen the movie Collateral Beauty yet, and I know the the premise of the movie. But can you say a little bit more about the movie, and then a little bit more and where you're going with this topic? Okay, to help me, my mind.
3: Okay, so in the movie, um, Will Smith was approached by Deaf, and Deaf was explaining to him that she's not evil. Because um, it was an old white lady that came up with Bill Smith as death. Um, yeah. So, um, but I don't want to. I don't want to bring the movie into this conversation. Okay. What I want to do is set the premise of why do we fear death? Because let's let, okay. let's just look at it from this perspective, right? In order to understand what death is, we have to extract from our conscience fear. Yeah. Because the fear of death really is attachment. We're attached to something that we're afraid of losing. So this is what right. Kim was talking about.
1: Right. Well, well, but let's hold on a second. Let's okay. just, you know, why are we afraid to go into a networking event? Because we, we don't know how it's going to turn out because we're afraid of the unknown. So we don't know exactly what death is. So it feels like it's worse than what this is, right? So we don't actually know. It could be a fear of loss, but when you're dead, you don't feel loss. So it's not about that we fear our own death because we fear loss. We fear our own death because we fear the unknown. We fear the death of someone else because we fear losing them.
4: Right. And I was about to say so there is this whole
1: when you when you're experiencing grief
4: period, there's this whole change that's happening. Uh-huh. And so no one wants to get used to something different. You know, change is inevitable because we're ever changing, but when you are setting your ways, when you are comfortable, and you have someone who is always here, and you know everything isn't permanent. But in our minds, we create that this person is always here. right now, this moment, right now. You are real to me, Randy. Right, right. And when you're no longer here, it's no longer real to me that you're not here. So it's it's definitely something that mentally you have to. It's kind of like being in a car accident. Sometimes.
6: Okay. Uh huh.
4: When you're in a car accident. You're shifted, even though you're back, you're shifted back, forward, then back again. Right, right. And that's a jolting that happens in your mind that you're trying to really get around. This really just happened? Am I really going through this? Is, did someone just hit me? That's <laughs> right. what you're going through when you're experiencing death. So someone approaching death and looking at that, I can see why Kim is saying, yeah, the fear of the unknown gets in the way.
1: But imagine if we all knew that death was a beautiful thing. I was imagine right. if we all knew. Saying, oh my god! I guess that's the collateral yeah, beauty. That's yes I
3: was ready from. to say. I, okay. she took the okay. I need right to see out the of my
1: movie. Mouth. I do need to. But see the movie. I didn't see the movie, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> death is actually beautiful. Right. Imagine that it was like just this most peaceful, wonderful, incredibly uh, uplifting kind of place imagine if it was good would we be as scared
3: I believe that in order for there to be pain there has to be something attached to something for example if you pull a muscle in your back you feel the pain in your back the pain is not the problem the pain is the indicator that something that's supposed to be is hindered in our conscience we think things that are are supposed to be. And because we may feel pain when things change, is that a weakness that we have based on attachment or based on our in our our consciousness? Because and I, and I said that I said that to say this. I went through I can go through a similar situation as anyone on this discussion right now and we all can go through it the same way or all different completely different ways it's all based on our intellect it's all based on the consciousness what we possess in the mind which dictates our emotions so kim in your life coaching what do you say to people that come to you that's so broken and so painful and they feel like life is over for them what are some tools that you give them Um, to help stir their consciousness?
1: Well, the first thing we do is we help them understand the relationship between their thinking and their outcomes, or their thinking or their emotional state. Yes, yes. So your emotions are really a function of your thinking. They're not a function of what's happening. They're not a function of the circumstances. They're not a function of the events that happen out there or the behaviors of others. Your emotions are 100% a function of the way you think about what's happening and that's in your control. You have the ability to change how you see what's happening in front of you.
3: So 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 let me ask this. And I definitely want everyone to everyone to chime in on this one. So that means that everyone who's ever died had the ability to die happy?
4: Sure. I mean, now when you got a gun pointed at your head, you you gonna die happy with a gun pointed at you?
3: Let's okay, I'm glad you said it. Let's look at the religious martyrs. Okay any had, religion not just Christianity any religion right
4: right I'm thinking I'm going back into like Game of Thrones okay? I mean you
3: got you got people who la la <laughs> boom you know and I got a bunch of Muslim friends so it's no diss to Muslim I have right. like, some of my closest friends are Muslim you know what I'm saying so but I'm saying that to say it's all in the conscience though like what Kim just said DT what do you feel about it like, like do you feel that everyone can die happy
2: well two things I think it is a conscious choice what you're thinking relates to what you're feeling in other words they've done many many studies on twins they've they've been raised in the same household same parents they've experienced the same experiences and one twin has a big problem and the other twin is just fine Right, right. So it's a matter of acceptance and how you interpret the situation. These two people have the same DNA, but yet they're interpreting it in a different way. Wow. So I think that's a very important lesson, a powerful lesson for all of us, that we ultimately have the final choice on how we feel. Mm -hmm. Wow. (laughs) With With regard to viewing death... You know, there have been a number of stories that have come forward, people on the operating table or whatever, and they've completely flatlined, and for whatever blessed reason, they come back after a minute or two minutes or whatever it is, and supposedly they've seen the other side, they've seen what death looks like, and hey, it's not that bad, the white light and, you know that kind of thing so there's been many reports on that so I think we need to do a reset that I think I agree with him on this one as well that death doesn't have to be this horrible painful experience
3: okay so death is not a horrible painful experience so why do we cry <coughs> when someone dies
2: because you loved.
3: Ah. well
2: that horrible pain it's a horrible painful experience for those who are left behind okay.
3: So, are you saying that the love that we have for that selected individual is the reason why we feel pain when they leave this physical reality?
4: Yes.
6: Yes.
2: So. Yes. Funerals are not for the dead. Funerals are for the living.
3: Correct. Um... I that's love this.
5: they're going to put you in the backyard They're going to put you in. Okay. <laughs> Did you want to say that? Yeah well uh, What if you knew for certain That your loved one was going somewhere uh, Much better How would you feel then? <coughs> would, it, would it be more selfish to look at You look at you're losing something but yet they're gaining something Like what if you knew for absolute certain That they was getting ready to inherit Two million dollars They was getting a house <laughs> built with gold and Things of that sort, would you still be sad or upset, or you'd be more or less standing on tiptoe anticipation, waiting for your turn?
3: I think, and this is where my uh, w- where I let um, the world into the debates that I had within myself. And Kim, since you're a life coach, um, coach me, coach me, darling,
6: <laughs> <laughs>
7: fix
3: my mind. <laughs> um, you when I look at death uh let let's get personal. my older brother committed suicide when I was thirteen
1: years old how old when you when you were thirteen or when he was thirteen
3: no when I was thirteen,
1: and how old was he
3: He was nineteen okay I still till this day feel pain from his choice my pain is filled with two things love and anger love in a sense of i'm ai ta- i loved him and i because you love someone you never want to lose that feeling of love from that individual right um, we talked about love last week And how you can love multiple people and multiple things, and you know, stuff like that. So, I felt that love, but at the same time, I'm angry because he chose to die. But in my mind, I battle with the anger because death is something that we can't control. So, what if he didn't kill himself, but the next day he went outside and got he drove and got in a car accident? You see what I'm saying? So if if death is something that we can't control, is death in turn a byproduct of time or is it the opposite of love?
1: Well, let's look at those two emotions. You're talking about love and anger, right? And the love is the feeling of losing the feeling of love from your brother right no, that's okay. how you describe it again it's that concept of loss as though that love is no longer there but who says it's no longer there right, you're just right. not receiving it in the old traditional way of someone human that human touch connection but maybe it's still there and you're just not tuning into it so wow. does, does his love still exist I, I would say it probably does I mean, I, wow. I've never died, so I don't know for sure, but I would say to you that there is a place where you can tune in in a non-traditional way, in a non-tactical, in a non-traditional uh, way, right? Where you can tune in and feel his love coming at you, perhaps not through his physical touch, but in other ways. Wow. So that's thing number one, you know, this idea of loss. Well, you haven't really lost anything. It's still really wow. there. Still there. And then the second part is I'm angry because he chose to die. So how does anger serve you? Does anger make you protect yourself? Does anger make you build your relationship more? Does anger allow you to feel the love you desperately want to feel from him? It doesn't. It blocks it off. Wow. So the the anger that you feel is really a little bit misplaced. Because what he did is he made a decision, okay, to end his life, to end this journey. But if we agree that death is really a beautiful place, he made a decision to get to that beautiful place so that he can return to love. And if you're open to it, you would feel it. But the anger is blocking it. It's getting in your way. It's interfering with your ability to receive those loving signals from him, from wherever he is. Mm. Wow deep. Go
4: ahead Kim Two snaps on the coaching
3: Oh my god Lady J <laughs> Okay Lady J Yeah Is a very emotional woman
4: Very That's DT why this whole topic right now is, Yeah yeah little sensitive
3: DT is strong Willed And strong Emotionally I can cuss DT out And she'd be like Okay you finished Okay let's go get some food <laughs>
4: <laughs> that's my end result. See, that's
3: all I get to. Lady J, a cry, won't talk to me for a month, and then we'll have to have a <laughs> whole sit down. Sit.
4: So, so I said
3: that. I said that to say this. Do because you're an emotional woman, Lady J. Yeah. How do you assess my situation?
4: Ooh. Okay. Well. I feel like I need a I need a I need a little bit more assessing your situation of in regards to what
3: to to how I felt about my brother. Kim broke it down from the coaching counseling perspective. Mm-hmm. I want you to give me that emotional feel. What am I feeling? Why am I feeling this? It, it would you feel the same way if okay. your so. sister? Right And then DT I want you to chime in After uh, Lady J
4: So I guess what I'm gathering Is there is this Loss Like you're You're Filling this huge Gap Mm -hmm. That is now Missing from your life Correct And This huge gap That you're missing Brought so much to you And made you Who you are Um and there was this interconnectedness that you had with this partic- with your with your brother yeah. that you didn't have with anybody else. Definitely didn't. Yeah. And because of that, there is this sense of um, protection. There is a protective love. Uh-huh. A protective love for yourself. Uh-huh. A protective love of the people that come around you. Because uh-huh. now, how I'm viewing everybody else, I can't allow you to get that close to me because I can't control death. Uh-huh. Because I can't control it. You're at some point going to get closer to me And you're going to die And if you, when you die I don't want to feel the same pain that I felt when my brother died
3: Wow
1: Wow So and, really what you're saying is That he fears being abandoned again Yeah Wow
4: There's a sense of being left behind Almost like why didn't you take me with you
1: DT
3: Through our interactions Have you felt that
2: Felt
3: what? That I... um, How how did Lady J say? Through
2: our interaction today, you mean, on this topic?
4: No, period. No,
3: period. Me and you, period. Through all our interactions, have you felt like I um, have a sense of not want to be abandoned again?
2: Oh, definitely. Because it's a wound that has not yet healed. It doesn't mean that it can't heal... It just means that it has not yet healed. Yeah. And with your concept of anger, <clears throat> by the way, anger is a perfectly normal state of being uh, towards someone who has passed away. Definitely. Um, you're in step two. There are five five stages, stages to death. Yes. The first stage is denial, which I'm sure you went through a couple of weeks or a few months or however long you went through with denial. And now you're at step two, which is anger. When you finally resolve those feelings, you've got three more steps to go. So they, they are bargaining, depression, and then finally the healing step, which is acceptance. So can you get from anger and move out of the anger stage to get to the other stages? Of course. You might need a little help, but of course, just know that what you're feeling and sensing is absolutely normal. None Mm -hmm. of us can skip and take a shortcut on any of these steps. We all go through these steps. These are our human emotions. Yeah. And then with regard to your brother, Uh why did he commit suicide? I listened to, you know, they have those TV shows with the mediums. They talk to dead people and what have you. And there was a, a young man who had a similar story as yours and I guess the medium was able to channel the person who had passed away and there might be something in his emotional or physical makeup that you might not have been aware of that caused him so much pain that he decided that putting this to death, putting this body to death was a better solution than enduring whatever his mind or body was going through. In the in the guy that uh, was on the TV story Um, I guess he had seizures and the seizures is sort of like, you know, the brain goes on electrical haywire and, you know, it just fries you for like five minutes or whatever and, you know, you're you're going along (laughs) in your life, in your everyday life and then meanwhile this crazy seizure happens and you disconnect and go to some other place and it's a horror on your mind and it's a horror on your body and with this person... He told his brother that the reason I decided to commit suicide is because I knew that I would find peace with my mind and body if I committed the suicide now I'm not saying there was something extra going on with your brother but he for whatever reason he might have come to the same decision that he just wanted to get to a place of peace that whatever living life he was living he wasn't there
3: Wow Kim so Answer this for me Kim Death is a peaceful place A beautiful place And it's something that we shouldn't fear Then why do we have Foundations And preventions for suicide If it's only a shortcut Or an avenue to get to a beautiful And painless place
1: because we because we believe it's a bad place. So again, mm. the beliefs we have will determine the experiences we get. That, so that is highly true. controversial, is ladies is so and gentlemen. True. And you
3: only gonna get this controversial <laughs> on the chew on that show. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, Kim. I'm sorry. Right. Yes, so so, so yeah. for
1: me, the beliefs you have about any subject, whether it's death, your career, your family, relationships, etc., the beliefs you have will determine your level of happiness or peacefulness. And let's take it away from death for a very brief moment because uh-huh. relationships are really paramount to how we feel about pretty much everything. But if we take, let's say, marriage or partnership or whatever, when we believe that the other person needs to behave a certain way in order for us to be happy, we hinge our happiness to their behavior. But when we believe we're responsible for our own happiness, the way another person behaves is irrelevant. And so our beliefs will determine our level of satisfaction and peace, whether we're talking about death, relationships, any subject. So that's why the work that I do is related to looking at what a person thinks, what a person believes, and really examining whether their beliefs are lined up with their deepest desires and goals And very often they are not
3: Wow are, Is there any desires and goals that you have That's not lined up with your personal beliefs?
1: Of course Let me give you an example I have a belief that exercise is hard and painful That's not really lined up With living a healthy life, is it? <laughs> <It's> contradictory
3: <laughs> DT, I'm in love Just wanted to let you know that Um, <laughs> DT, did you hear me? <laughs>
6: yeah okay yes, I
3: did. you got she got the inside joke good um <laughs> um <laughs> Damien, oh no, no before I go to Damien because Kim has got about eight more minutes before she has to get off Kim okay, in your mind. Who is the closest person to you right now?
1: My kids, my husband.
3: If you lost them, God forbid, if you lost them, how would you as a life coach and a fixer of other people in turn fix yourself?
1: You know, it's a funny thing because it's it's a subject I think about more often than I'd like to admit. Um but Oh I can uh, feel it. I can feel your yeah. vibe. That's why I asked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, let's go with my husband for a minute. You know, my mother-in-law lost her husband a couple years ago, and she's really, really suffering. She's having the worst time ever. She's just, um, you know, in a very dark place, and she's having a hard time coming out of it. And so witnessing her gives me a lot of contrast, gives me a lot of... Uh, opportunity to think about how I would deal with it in her situation Would I feel the loss sure Would I feel moments when let's say I'm in bed and I wish he were there sure but I would also get myself together for the sake of the people around me but for my own sake and do things whatever those things are and engage and my engagement would allow me to still feel connected to him so what does engagement mean it means go take a class teach a class It means travel a little bit, uh, socialize, but don't sit by myself. I would engage. When somebody dies, it's your signal to up the ante of your life. Mm. That's what is the signal. And so very often when somebody dies, it's the signal to die right along with them, even though we're still alive. To me, the signal of someone's death means... Hey, I, I gotta I gotta grab this while it's here. It's not gonna be here forever. Let me really dive into life, whatever that means. Wow. Wow. So mm, I love that.
3: Before I let you go, our last two shows was on time and love. Because it's all collateral beauty. Now, would you say that out of love, time and death. Which one is the strongest?
1: Um, We would hope that love is is the strongest. It's not often. Often our fears are the strongest. We would hope that love is the strongest. And when we can align with love, when we can tune into love, when we can allow that to be our guidepost and lead us, then nothing else really matters. Death isn't an issue, neither is time. Because we're spending our time in a state of love. So... If we can choose love, and it's not, it's a it's a conscious, and then hopefully once we make that conscious decision often enough, it starts to become an unconscious decision. That's the choice that allows us to lead an extraordinary life.
3: Wow. Dt. Do you know
2: what feeling I love is it, is when time stands still for love. Have you ever wow. been with a a, a partner? and 5 minutes seems like an hour mm-hmm. and an hour seems like 5 minutes you just have zero concept of time
3: wow yeah i
2: mean i just love that feeling so 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 dt just <laughs> right? said
3: that 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 there's the feeling of love that seems as though it pauses time where you can mm-hmm. be with someone for 5 minutes and it feels like an hour yeah um that's amazing i think that a lot of people in this generation don't feel that because this generation is full of offsprings from ratchet club girls
4: Well, if you take it a little further with to that regard, we're growing up fast ratchet fast ratchet fast ratchet <laughs> and so with us growing up fast, we're not able to capture. These moments.
3: Have the people in power designed our lives to seem that way? Have cool they enough. cultivated what we consider love, time, and death? You know what? Dang, I hate to drop the ball on that one. We're going to take a quick really? break. <laughs> Before we do that, though, Kim, I want you to tell everyone how to find you one more time.
1: Yeah, frameofmindcoaching.com. And honestly, go there. On that website, there's a, an assessment that allows you to take a, a snapshot of your frame of mind right now. It's an assessment that gives you the opportunity to have a coaching call with one of our coaches. And it's a really deep dive coaching call, the kind of coaching call that will give you these incredible personal insights just based on what you write in your assessment. So I encourage you to do that at frameofmindcoaching.com.
5: Damien, you wanted to say something real quick? Uh, No, sir. I just wanted to say my name again, Damien Tucker. You can find me on Facebook, D-A-M-I-A-N, Tucker, T-U-C-K-E-R. And you can find me on Instagram at at cents underscore, underscore, cents, again, like 50 cent, 10 cent, 20 cent. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like 50 dollar, cent, huh? dollar,
3: dollar. Like dollar dollar Okay <laughs> listen Kim I appreciate yeah. you coming on to the show Appreciate you chiming in with us um, Hopefully We can have you back on the show um, To talk about other topics Because I love your mind frame And your consciousness about uh, And the way that you do your life coaching um, I'm going to take a quick break When we come back I'm going to discuss that question that I just had And we are going to dive in even deeper
6: mm.
3: Into this illustrious conversation Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Chew on that show If you want to call in and give your input The number to dial is 563-999-3098 Again, that's 563 999 3098 we'll be back after this quick commercial break
8: take it police response never fastening up the shots fire don't be stupid find out who you fuck with son for we find out where your bitch get a hand done It's elementary. life is but a dream you know row row your boat your blood forms a stream after you get hit You should have thought about this shit You took that paper, you take a life Or your life get took, bitch Sometimes I sit and look at life from a different angle Don't know if I'm God's child or I'm Satan's angel I'm good, I keep every nigga saying I'm supposed to die tonight Niggas come for the hit out and they talking like this shit, okay I'm down to ride tonight We Stolen It can't load it I'm down to ride tonight It's are smoking Straight low Can't load it Somebody gonna In 2002 If you ask me to make a wish I simply would've wished That my music would be a hit Big set down Niggas wanna stick me for my paper Then pray for my downfall I understand it all But me I'm a little more flashy, nigga, so chances are, I'ma have to blast me, nigga. I'm on that Keflon vest shit, that YY West shit, this 811 cameras stones in my necklace. I shine so hard, I make motherfuckers wanna kill me. Every project's in everywhere I go, they feel me, know it sounds like rap. But this shit is real, B, I don't talk that rich shit. But nigga, I'm filthy when I come out to play. And my mom be with me You can bet your bottom dollar that revolver with me Homeboy, frontin' on me Short your lifespan Hold the mic with my left My knife in my right hand Yeah i do good, uh, I keep hearin' niggas saying I'm supposed to die tonight Niggas done put it out And they talking like this shit okay I'm down on to ride tonight we rollin' Stolen, it can't I'm down to ride tonight We're smokin', straight loadin', lockin', loadin' Somebody gon' die tonight
3: Ladies and gentlemen, we are back to you on that show um, Before I dive into this amazing topic of what is deaf I w- First I want to thank Kim for being on the show She did an amazing job as a guest I wanna, I'm want to, i going to bring her back um, sometime in the future But before I dive back into the topic I want to get Lady J's current events oh. through real quick Because it's the top of the hour So, Lady J
4: Yes
3: Give us the current events, darling.
4: Okay, well, you know I like, quirky news and, you know, stuff that just seems, like, a little off the wall? hmm So, I was looking up for current events today, and I found something that was very interesting. You know, I'm thinking about you when we had, um, you had your Mickey Mouse shirt on in <laughs> Michael Jackson's, uh, <laughs> his, um, Neverland Park, and you said you was gonna be having liquor and everything for the back, the Neverland so come to find out, there was this woman who went and robbed this liquor store. Okay. She went and robbed the liquor store and got Gatorade and some vodka, right? Held the, the cashier up at knife point and then went around the corner and fell asleep.
3: <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa she whoa, was
4: found laying in a hallway. Sleep. Sleep with Gatorade, vodka, and a knife.
3: So she robbed the liquor store.
4: Robbed the liquor store for Gatorade. For Gatorade, vodka with a knife. Just one bottle of vodka mm-hmm. with a knife. So <laughs> she actually um, was taken to jail. They had she was on bond, and she's forty years old, mind you. Uh, gave her bond of three thousand dollars, and she pled not guilty.
3: <laughs> is, is this a black or white lady?
4: <laughs> um. It doesn't say if she's black or white, but it does say she's forty years old. Miss Holden. Her name is Miss Holden. Miss Holding? Yeah, Miss
3: Melissa like a Holden. Yeah. Melissa Holden Oh, I don't know. Uh, it the could Melissa be a threw a <laughs> and Melissa. Got right. Hey, hey, Damien Melissa kinda threw a loop in there,
4: didn't it? Her attorney was like, she Wait. doesn't remember anything that happened.
3: So if you're gonna go to a liquor store, <laughs> let me give y'all some pointers on how to commit crime. How
4: to rob, really. How to
3: rob. <laughs> A nigga at the store. <laughs> First of all, ain't no liquor store that I know of that's gonna let you come in there and rob him with a knife. <laughs> right. You don't get that wig pushed back. Um. Secondly, why would you take Gatorade?
4: But then just don't it's not go even to the I know, it's not even, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, uh-huh.
3: Get the orange juice or something, get the you know? Juice, <laughs> right, right. Like,
5: Gatorade, you need the Gatorade for the morning time. The right, time. right. Them electrolytes to right. so get the video Yeah,
3: <laughs> she must. She had to be either very depressed, white, or obese.
4: Yeah, It doesn't say. So she just has no recollection of anything that happened. She don't she recall anything that, that happened. Yeah, she don't remember nothing. Oh man, and so she's, she's pleading, pleading just, not guilty.
3: And she's pleading not guilty. Not guilty. Ladies and gentlemen, this is why a lot of people need to die.
4: Wait, shoot yourself? That's
3: you- like <laughs> I need you to go to www.shootyourself.com <laughs> I need you to copy the link and and hashtag die slow.
4: Yeah.
3: <laughs> Who robs a liquor store for Gatorade and, and a vodka. bottle of vodka? And go to sleep. Yo, just borrow twenty dollars.
4: Right. <laughs> and
3: you good. <laughs> Now your life is thrown away and the state is making money off
4: you Yeah Well I just figured you could have this back in your Neverland You know some Gatorade Ladies somebody. and gentlemen
3: <laughs> If you rob my new I'm buying a Neverland amusement park And I'm going to turn it into a, a alcoholic amusement park, park Right Where you drink and ride And if you steal from my park You will end up missing
4: Oh man Yes
3: we're going to send you to a beautiful place. How about that? Oh, how about that? Yeah, how about okay. that? <laughs> yeah, we're going to send you to a beautiful place.
4: Well, speaking of beauty, I don't know if you guys have heard this, but Vanna White, she is um, no longer going to be on the Wheel of Fortune. What? Right. America's Beauty, right? She's not going to be on um, Wheel of Fortune any longer. But what came out is there's a scandal behind her not being on there. So basically, you know, Vanna gets... As she gets older,
3: long does she lick?
4: <laughs> wait,
3: wait. <laughs> Go ahead and say it. Who's long does she lick
4: I can't deal with you Right now But she has a Skincare line Right That she's promoting And doing all of this You know She's trying to Get her 1.5 million In the bank for Inheritance So what happened Was the producers Got mad And was like You're producing You know You're um, promoting The skincare line But you're not Really promoting The show So we have to Let you go She was asked To actually Leave the oh,
3: show Oh So she went From That don't just happen this like This is like
4: that. the Bob Bob Bar- 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 Parker of The Price is Right This is now Vanna White is leaving Wheel of Fortune Like you can't have
3: What happened was Vanna was
4: my girl So you I'm mad that they're just asking her to leave Because she wanted to get some money on the side I'm going to tell
3: you how this how Almost this game, like Martha
4: <laughs> I'm going to tell you <laughs> how the game of
3: Hollywood them. happened This is how it happens in TV show, in show business Yeah A lot of times these girls get on there because they look good And they gotta do a little extra to get the position they want Mm. Once they get the position they want And they start to grow and realize that they can make their own money And they no longer have to bend their knees to do certain things (laughs) And they stop bending their knees These producers and stuff get upset Mhm. And now we are going to find anything wrong and you going to have to dip.
4: Well, I'm sure ratings are down cuz you know, I was telling um my husband the other day, I felt like I was real smart um last week when I was watching Jeopardy. They had a hip hop section. <laughs> On Jeopardy. On Jeopardy? Yeah, and I think I won, like, $5,000. <laughs> and then the people that was on there were struggling to answer the questions. I was like, okay, so maybe they're trying to be a little bit more um, practical.
3: Hold on, hold on. Damian shook his head like he watched Like
5: it. he watched Jeopardy? Did you he watched watch Jeopardy? Um, I, I watched it. I always end up making a uh, <laughs> statement instead of asking a question. <laughs> like, like what? Like what? <laughs> 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 yeah, we put well, you on the spot. Well, I never... I, don't you in order to answer the question you have to ask what is yeah yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. so I, I always get that wrong <laughs> so you always say
3: so what you think about homegirl
4: she you fine think, you,
3: think my, you think my assessment was right right it, it was uh, yeah, oh, okay. yeah I
4: you're right. okay okay <gasps> okay they had um jeffrey had one of the questions it was like um uh, what is, or who was the band that sung and I'll Make Love to You <laughs> like you want me and to? Now, man, <laughs> and I was me. like, What is Boysman? And the lady was like, What is uh, Drew Hill? Uh, ma'am, no, it's not Drew Hill, it's Boysman. Can you this, answer the question? Who was the lady
3: that commented? I don't know. What she look like?
4: She, well, she didn't look like us. <laughs>
3: So she wasn't black She
4: wasn't black Oh you gotta give her a pass You man. gotta give her No That is like Boys the Men Is known for that song
3: Listen That's for us <laughs> You understand They had Uh Insane.
4: <laughs> <laughs> DC <D-T>, Get him <laughs> they, had, they had
3: NSYNC Alright You know what I mean So
4: they had their boy band
3: yeah they had uh britney <laughs> I like the
4: boy bands
3: and now they got molly cyrus
4: now nah, she just off the chain
3: who just fingering other women wait and... wait come
4: back, come back okay so before i finish oh, okay my last current event was this is okay. just i guess this is a personal one because i don't know if you guys watch um underground with on oh. wgn or wgn america no nah. you don't watch the show underground I
5: think okay. you're the only one that I'm the only show. one
4: that's watching the show. Okay. It's about, you know, the slave period, the slave time, and mm-hmm.
5: oh yeah, I wanted to get into that.
4: Show. Yeah, it's really good because they like they go to war. But
5: Where where can you watch it
4: at? On WGN America. Oh, okay. You can't I don't know watch the it on Netflix. Or- it's not maybe season one might be on Netflix. I'm not sure. Or Hulu. Okay. But guess who's on the show? Who? Bukim Woodbine. Who's that? Oh, my God. Okay, y'all don't remember from Jason's lyric, the brother that was, like, overly obsessed. That was, was given pipe to
3: Jada Pinkett?
4: The other one, the oh. dark-skinned one with the bald head. Bouquin he's, like, one of the best actors that goes underrated at all times. Clearly, because y'all don't know him. But... Boukeem Woodbond is on the show. I'm extra hyped that Bouquin, he's a wonderful actor, but he gets overlooked. You know what I'm tired of, Lady J? What?
3: Why do they always gotta portray us as slaves or our escape from or our voyage from? Show us when we was ruling the world. Stop showing us what y'all did to us and how we allegedly got transitioned from being under slave masters on plantations to the slaves of the state.
4: Shaz I think that, you know, what happened when they were doing, like, the whole African-American um, museum and all of this, and the whole, all this stuff that was happening with the um, the guys that were getting killed by the police officers. So, there was a time period where they felt like we needed some uplifting
5: So. Well they did do movies On uh, Egypt and things That I saw just, uh just Unfortunately they use White folks when they Do those movies Yeah that's my point They, my they point. put some Makeup on them, Kind of Like know, Like You
3: know What really bothers me And I'm glad we had This current event segment Cause y'all was trying To get all Like like I need counseling Or something When it comes to death. <laughs> you Y'all gonna stop Tag teaming it. me On my you own show You wanted to coach it You know the first show We uh, Look Damien I, When I bring the show Back this time around Right the first show we talked about step parents and step children and all that stuff, and I was saying how I can't raise another nigga's child, and they was telling I was a hypocrite because I was raised by another nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, so they just always beat me up. You know what I mean? But um, okay. The Moors, the continent that we call Africa, the Moors had established nine hundred years of peace. Mm. Let, let, let that show in the history books. Where there was no crime and there was no poverty on a whole continent.
5: Wow. Almost like Dubai is right wow. now.
3: Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just like yeah, Dubai. Yeah, except for we had more money back then than Dubai does now. Wow. Yeah. And Africanus, when he was uh, who I call a Viking, was walking through and learning civilization and learning structure and Organization and all, and how to bathe, how to create fragrances and soaps, and all that. He literally said that he felt as though he was amongst the gods in paradise. Mm. Show that on TV.
4: What's his name? You know, my intellectual mind is like, Who? Yeah,
3: Africanus. Africanus. It's the white conqueror of what we call Africa. The reason why we call it Africa. Is because he conquered it and renamed it Just mm. like we call America America because uh, Amer- uh, Amerigo Reshibushi I think that's how you say it, Something close to that was the one who Conquered
4: Why a them. dog breed came up when I look up <laughs> Africana
3: See this is why you can't trust Listen, Google these, these you can't iPhones,
4: trust <laughs> They not that smart
3: These iPhones right I asked Siri what the CIA was, and she broke it down. I said, "Do you work for the CIA?" She shut right up. <laughs> I'm dead serious. <laughs> what? I'm dead serious. No. I said, Siri, what is the CIA? <laughs> the Central Intelligence Agency was founded in blah 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 blah. <laughs> okay, Siri, do you work for the CIA? <laughs> <laughs> Siri, Seriously? come back. She Where are you yo? <laughs> <to laughs> <laughs> 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 I was like, "Dang, <laughs> Siri spying on us." <sighs> you know what I'm saying? But no, nah, all jokes aside, though, on the real, show us, or or better yet, show us doing some good stuff here in America. Yeah, we haven't been all just fighting for civil rights or all been prison in the hood life. Like, show some stuff that you know what I'm saying, like some positive things we're doing. Like, show the mentors in in in, in colleges and. And the mentors in the community Make that video go viral That dude walking up to the young man fighting And saying yo y'all need to chill out Look that's supposed to be your man's And then they laughing at you Like I wish somebody would have did that on the block For me mm. Cause I was the dude that would just hit you
6: wow. I ain't
3: have too much talking
6: mm-hmm.
3: I just was Oh man I'm in the, And the fact that I viewed another black man As my enemy is one of the reasons why I fight so hard for black America now Is because I, just, I used to be conditioned You see what I'm saying I used yeah. to be conditioned to view A brother walking down the street in a hoodie Like yo who is this What block is he from Is he is he coming in peace is he co-? You know what
5: I'm saying yeah. Now Go ahead um, I'm glad you mentioned some of that Because uh, what I what I had a, a thought process of, of this morning Was uh, how wealthy the whole world becomes Off of exploiting black folks in the black wow. community. Wow. And, um, yeah, uh, as stuff. we was talking about positive thoughts and ideas and images, uh, it made me think of hip hop and rap music and what it's turned into today. Um, right. and one of the things that I was, I was reading this morning, uh, as, uh, I think future has a, a song called Percocets and Molly's. And it is, to me, it's really disturbing how they've turned hip hop music, uh, mm. in, into, uh, I remember years ago when I was little I would try to rap and write write some songs down and I couldn't rap and I couldn't match the flows of Jay Z, Biggie and Nas. But if I was rapping today or I was using the lyrics that I came up with at ten years old, I would actually be a pretty good rapper today because the stuff they talk about today is just, you know, complete nonsense and and I think it's 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 crazy how some a rapper like Future um, could rap about perks and mollys, uh, perks and Mollies and openly admit that he don't even use these use type it. of drugs. Mm-hmm. Right, so right. What's what's going on in our community where we glorify this stuff, and you really got kids rapping and singing this stuff. And you know, if you you say it so many times, often over and over again, it gets embedded into the brain where you actually think that it's okay. Yeah,
3: yeah. I, I, you know, Two chains. went to college, got couple degrees, and you know what he said? He said I could rap positive, good stuff for the community he said but i don't get paid for that so i deliberately make illiterate club stripper music
6: right. he said that right.
5: <sighs> Why can't which, which is be again like a-, a product that exploits the black community exactly yeah. uh whether it's fried chicken uh, right right whether it's it's uh wrong whole life insurance policies where people design policies particularly or Specifically for uh, urban, poor urban communities and things of that I saw. So uh, I heard someone say if you want to get wealthy, find a way to exploit black people uh, in mm. the inner cities of uh, all across the United States and you'll become stone cold wealthy. Wow. You know, I'm
3: glad you said that because I feel like some of the conscience leaders do that. Correct. Mm. And I'm more so angry at them than I am. At the white folks because they know What they're doing Absolutely. And, and not saying that white people don't And when I say white people I'm talking about the evil racist People in power Not the everyday white person That Don't even understand what the heck we talking about Right. Because they've been Protected from reality on, on In our sense
6: right.
3: uh, I'm talking about the evil Wicked Demon breathing ones
2: mm-hmm. That
3: um and I feel like if a brother can stand up here this is why I don't like a lot of pastors I don't like a lot of churches is because it's like I'm gonna manipulate my people to get this money you know but anyway i, I you know it's the true on that show baby we talk about any and everything on here we we dive into it you know what I'm saying well would you say something I want to ask a question Damien real quick before um I have a current event lady J. I I want to talk about before I do, before I do that. You said that people design life policies for urban communities. Right. What dive into that, what you mean? It,
5: what I mean by being marketed in, in lower income communities, like okay. uh in my opinion, whole life insurance, like uh they have a small feature in them where that says that you can guarantee uh a, a rate of return of two or three percent. Well if inflation's averaging four percent, three percent how can you? Why would you guarantee me, or why would I think that is it's feasible to to be trapped into a policy that only pays out at two or three percent? I can't even wow. keep pace with inflation.
3: Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, th-
5: th- that's number one. Um, I lost. I just lost my point, but that that's that's, that's pretty much <laughs> right. The just of the just okay. Oh, and then here's the to that end. Um, with a whole life insurance policy, they tell you that you can borrow from it. Um, well a whole life policy is supposed to be uh, Supposed to be an investment And um, in pure protection Well if it's my investment And I'm saving my money into this this policy Every month how is it that I gotta borrow My own money like that doesn't even make sense But again that's <laughs> something that's targeted yeah, uh, yeah. Mainly to the black community The yeah. lower class lower middle class The working class uh, people where Again that doesn't even make any sense That I'm, I'm putting my money into this vehicle um, I'm earning 2 or 3% On it but to get the money out one i have to borrow it um and two i have to borrow it at four or eight percent uh i have to pay it back at that percentage
3: Mm.
5: wow and (laughs) here's another thing uh with the with the investment tied to it like once you get old enough and you end you you end up dying um let's say you got a fifty thousand dollar whole life policy and you got another fifty thousand dollars um, what I call cash value involved in it. if I die uh my loved ones who who my surviving people they only receive one or the other, so you don 't get the fifty thousand dollar death benefit and the fifty thousand dollar cash value you either you get one or the other, so here it is i 'm paying for two things for my entire life, but it, upon death, I only get one or the other, which is a, a complete ripoff wow. and again, something that they they market in the black community. Lower-income communities than the poor working class. It should be illegal to sell this it's stuff, but right. But it, you know, the biggest criminals wear suits it's and right, ties, right. and they make mm-hmm. laws.
4: Wow.
3: Yo. Well, I almost cuss.
4: <laughs> I'm with don't, you. Don't. I
3: almost cuss. I need a break. We 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 need a break, and when I come back. I'm going to play some stupid, club, illiterate dance music. When I come back, we're going to continue the topic on what is deaf. <sighs> wow. That just. This is why I don't like talking to Damien. <laughs> I, he make me feel like I need to get my Nat turn on like that's ridiculous Ridiculous,
5: yeah I, I'm, I'm glad i'm able to speak openly because um, i know that you have a, also a pastor background um and it, it, i love the fact that even you know having a background of being a pastor as well um that you could speak so openly um one of the things that i'm also angry about you know in our community is you know we we pay this 10 percent but we need to increase that we we need to increase our savings and be taught to live off of you know 10 or 20 well the other remain eighty percent. we need to save that money and uh growing up in baltimore um there's two major major churches i love them both uh walter scott thomas church and uh jamal harrison bryant's church uh that's literally like a mile away from the ghetto and i, I it, it it hurts me that for some reason we can't seem to come together and start some sort of uh black wall street right here in baltimore by yeah by uh Redoing these communities, opening up one store at oh, a yes. time. So that I mean that could be a topic for another time. I know you say you get ready to go to break, but um, it's it's good to know that we can talk to Randy, chew on that on any topic, any subject, and you won't keep it a buck at all times.
3: Listen, you know when I when I when I had the show back in 2014, 2015. Um, at that specific time, I still had my security clearance, so I was able to have a lot of documents printed off handed to me and a lot of stuff I was exposing to the black community and you know it was but when it all hit the fan when the FBI was watching me and surveilling me when they was harassing me when they was they, I mean they still are like uh, what a couple months ago they came out back to try to say that my car was involved in a hit and run I ain't drove that car in 2 3 years you know what I'm saying like they still harass me um but people people shrunk back and I was on the front line by myself if that makes sense and here I am a general having to play foot soldier you see what I'm saying mm-hmm. like it's it's different positions its levels to it and from a military strategic standpoint i can't make an archer be the cavalry He's not strong in that area. He's good with the bow and arrow, not riding a horse with a sword. You see what I'm saying? So I I'm I'm I have no problem with being a frontline soldier. I mean, I come on, man. Baltimore, Annapolis, DC. I mean, come on now. There, there's no problem with the get down. It's easy. But I was trying to position myself to maneuver my people as a nation to something. Make sense? Farrakhan's on his way out. A lot of people left Umar A lot of people don't follow Dick Gregory no more A lot of these conscious brothers have been exposed For fabricating historical facts Like Brother Polite and all them Lying about a lot of things Just to fuel the anger of the black community Um Black Lives Matter movement was funded By a white billionaire And anytime a white billionaire funds something It's because of an ulterior motive um, so Once again exploiting the black community, it, it, the black the community. Exactly Um I mean the woman the women's feminist movement took black women to help their cause as if black men have the power to oppress black women. Like we don't have the power to say you can't work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But they joined the movement. Yeah, equal this, equal them. Like mm. but anyway, uh I said that, Damian, to say that, you know, I've always been this dude and I'm glad that you appreciate it. And I'm glad to have people like you That appreciate it I need more Of the community that way Because if I'm in a position Of power and influence My goal is for the betterment Of the nation Not myself right. We The topic is death I'm not afraid to die I, I don't have I live the full life Everything that I wanted to experience, I experienced. Everything I wanted to get, I got.
5: If I die today, I don't. I'm good. I whatever. I'm good. You know what I'm saying. I second that motion, especially now that I have that 1.5 million dollars on me, because I have. I'm not afraid to stand on the line. Uh, without it, but I'm more.
3: Comfortable. Comfortable standing
5: yeah. on the line with it. Yeah. Understanding that if I, I have a cause strong enough to die for, that I'm willing to die for that and know that my children are going to be blessed uh, in the process.
3: Right, absolutely. And I mean, because, and we need that because it's not like the community is back. Like if something happened to you and you didn't have life, choice, it's not like the community or people that call themselves your brothers or your boys is going to take care of your family. Mm-hmm. Look at Colin Kaepernick. We looking at Let's look deeper in his situation He took a knee and Everybody's mad at him because he took a knee They're not mad at why he took the knee They're mad at because he took the knee Which was his constitutional right As a second class citizen in America You see what I'm saying What about the other 75% NFL players who are black Who should have been like You know what if you're giving a million dollars out of your own money To this foundation and to help this and that Let me help you out let me at least give you 100,000 200,000 or 500,000 or a million Myself no this Man is now out of a job
5: Right
3: mm. And the only Thing that people are saying is oh yeah He can win a couple more Super Bowls but ain't No team gonna pick him up Because you already got exposure saying that the, A lot of the coaches and GMs are mad at him Because he took a stance." so this Is when the players are supposed to The black players are supposed to be like you know what This month I'm going to make sure your family eat. We, I got your bills this month. My man's over here. Got it next month. We're going to keep cycling this around because you took a stand. We're going to stand behind you. And I feel like we lost momentum when we didn't back him up. Right. That could have been an Ali moment. Right. You know what I'm saying? Where we really could have gained strength as a community and got our voices heard, which Ali was fine. When he made his stance against the Vietnam War and he's, Vietcon They never called me no nigga and blah, blah, blah. I know a guy named Bobby Glanton Smith I met him through Zoe Williams and Corey Hawkins Mutual friends And Bobby Glanton Smith uh, Best friend is Jim Brown um, He has a book called Real Men Don't Play Him and Jim Brown wrote that book together um, One of the things that he said was His cousin was in the Vietnam War And the Vietnamese When they were shooting at night they It wasn't like they were stupid they were shooting the white soldiers and over the voice comms they were saying black man this is not your war black man this is not your war why are mm. you fighting us <laughs> you know what i'm saying like wow mm. and you still got niggas in the military
5: right
3: i, I need a break man i need a break mm. this is just, i need a break i'm going to play some illiterate stripper music because that's what everybody <laughs> want to hear when we come back <laughs> and we're going to continue the topic of death the number of the dollars 5639993098 get at me
7: Try crucify me. We ain't never gonna stop. We come from the motherfucking dirt. You can't bury me, nigga. Ah.
6: He said, he said, he said.
7: Remember niggas tried to bag me, Remember? kept it running, and they mad at me, yeah. thought the means wouldn't bash me, what? but I didn't really really trust it, for real. Yeah. Middle of the jungle, where the killers rubble, run the cap with action, yeah. not the power out of his battery, yeah. maximum full of agony, yeah. Fuck. when it's beef, who gon' really ride, Playing neutral niggas with the side. niggas worse than any hoe bitches, they don't really know what thing to ride, in the belly with the sticky side, I can't lose my life in the field, oh. gotta play the lights in the bill, I ain't got time for a check, oh. they do the book of the kid, yeah. really deliver it, many, I took a book and I read. I got niggas taking real L. Give them love and they put in the field. I put a stack on they farmer. I feel like bricks on my bread. Hooters and noodles for breathless. Baby so young and so reckless. Came up in and they ain't distracted. I'm about to teach them a lesson. I know what to tell the youngest when you come from nothing. Niggas gon' respect They did From the muscle, now we flex. It. Fuck it up and then we acting. They know I'm a rocker the shit. They know I'm a die for the shit. I had to give me some money, not with the squad on the shit. I did. Remember, they said I would lose. Remember? Them niggas was clapping that shit. Oh. So, fuck it, we breaking the rules. All of the brothers and shit. Oh. Came back, started three, 3 to 1. Who would thought that? I'd be the one. Oh. In the darkness, I can see the sun. Oh. Heard them coming, they ain't need a cup. Oh. I can feel these niggas up. Oh. I can hear when these niggas talk. Oh, I can hear when they ain't hating on me. i still glad with a finger, huh? oh. Fuck it, I'ma take the high road. Oh with my eyes closed, <laughs> I was counting with my biceps? toes I've a chicken like a gyro. I've been trying since like all five getting names up in five-o they ain't even never see the pepper, that's the riddle pepper for the nachos, on the ground like a lit, punch a man he needle snitch, put some money on the nigga head, last time I made a hit I've been chilling trying to get the bread try play me like a bitch didn't got you the rip. I ain't even one trip. trick, bullet holes in your car door, just to let you know the war zone, hit my hoodie like a war zone Niggas really getting sparked yeah. on Young niggas tryna make, make it out. Used to have to get our side yeah. it. Ride the ring to the bad adventure. Now I'm pulling rainbow with the squad's on. They know I'ma ride for the shit. They know I'ma die for the shit. I had to give me some money, some money. and I put the squad on the shit. I did. Remember they said I would lose. Remember? Them niggas was clapping that shit. So fuck it, we breaking the rules. i had like LeBron in the shit. Oh. Oh.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. The Randy Chew on that show. We are back in full physics. (laughs) Go ahead, Lady J. Hit it. Oh, there it is. (laughs) Listen, I
4: got to work on my
3: chakra. It's all good. If y'all are watching by Facebook, I am fixing the screen. Um, The guests are gone. And it's me, Lady J. And DT back in the building, ladies and gentlemen. DT, give a shout out to the people real quick. Woo-hoo. <laughs> okay, the topic we was talking yeah. about today, huh? Go ahead, talk to me, darling. Oh,
4: Auntie, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Auntie is
2: in the building. Do you know that suicide is against the law? Really? Do you know that if you if you commit suicide and if you have a life insurance policy, it voids your insurance policy. Your offspring will not get anything. Wow. You know that? Little known tips here. I guess we should have had Damon talk on these issues. Dang it. And then yeah. lastly,
3: there, back
2: was a, a, there was a do-gooder called Dr. Kevorkian. And he did um, assisted suicide, meaning that these patients were terminally Mm -hmm. ill, and he thought it was a kindness to put them out of their misery and their extreme pain. So he would assist them, assist the patient in committing suicide, right? Mm -hmm. And he did this, you know, for, I don't know, five years, eight years, whatever it was, and um, he's he passed away now. But that was completely illegal oh, dang what it. he did as a doctor. That you're not allowed to help somebody else what? take their life. so yeah, <laughs> I mean the per I guess he put he must have put some you know medicine in the drip, you know some poison in the drip, and he said, okay, if you want to do this, you press the button and it'll start dripping. You he know did. what? That's crazy and that. After-
3: I'm sorry. After
2: X amount of minutes, you'll die, right? I mean, just kind of like they do with the with the inmates at, at prison. You know, after a certain point in time, you get enough of that poison in your blood, you're going to die. Mm, so everything me. that he did was completely illegal. And they chased him, and he chased him, and he moved from state to state, to state because he really thought he was doing a service. And he was doing a service.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: I don't get how his... That, that's I don't get how his work is considered illegal but they put poison in our food.
4: Right. Legally. Yeah, right. You know what I'm
3: saying <laughs> like yo the people in power are wickedly brilliant. <laughs> wickedly brilliant.
4: Yeah, I would agree to
3: that. Oh my gosh, like uh I I tagged my wife on Please, this.
2: Randy, when is that When is that going to end? I mean, it's everywhere it's in our you know the cash you go to the cash register and you get that little slimy receipt yeah that CPA is in that receipt you go to the bathroom Mm. and say a public place the liquid soap the liquid soap has that poison in it I mean it's everywhere Mm -hmm. like how do you run and hide and escape from it Mm -hmm. crazy
3: so is it safe to say that the people in power oh first let me make this distinction when i say I, I because my on the chew on that show, I want to bring back the importance of words and what they actually mean so when a person says a word, we know the definition. We can agree, disagree, debate, tackle it, whatever. I want to bring that back because I feel like society just thrown away the meaning of words.
4: Mm. Uh, You want to be a what was it, an Uh, etymologist? Yes, etymologist.
3: Um, I'm going to make a distinction from now on on this show. When we say the word "white people," we're going to be talking about. The evil people in power. When we say Caucasian, we are talking about those that are not evil.
6: Okay.
3: D.T. You are classified on this show when we talk about race as a Caucasian
4: woman. Now, okay, this is just me, right? Uh-huh. I'm gonna be. I'm, I'm just gonna be me. D.T. How would you prefer to be defined? I'm
2: cool. I'm cool with that. I mean, if we have to have a you know a code
6: word. I'm cool with that. Yes.
4: (laughs) But would you define a white person as somebody as evil or a Caucasian person as somebody is No, no, no. Oh,
3: oh, oh. You know how, like, term... I say white because the term... Outside of this context,
2: you know, I don't see it that way. I, I don't deem people, you know, good or evil until I see what their actions are, I see if their words match their mm, actions. Yes, you know, yes. You evaluate. Okay. So, you know, everybody's on a neutral ground until you do me wrong, until you prove me otherwise. Okay? Right, right. But in this context, and I think Randy is talking about this show and mm-hmm. this context, yeah. if mm-hmm. we have to give it a code word, like the white people, I call that, I mean, that's his word, my word is the 20 people at the top. Yes, you know. exactly. Yes, <laughs> the yeah, elite. Yeah. Yes, Some call the elites, Yeah. The Some people call it the Illuminati. I mean, you know, there's all kinds of words. Everybody has their own code word. Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
3: and, and and my reason for that is because they were the ones who created the concept of black people and white people. White people.
4: people. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
3: There's... And I want to erase that. Got it. I want to erase them. I said it. <laughs> the views discussed. I'm
2: gonna rate them too. Dt, you,
3: stop.
4: You,
2: got, you <laughs> gotta you stop, stop making, making my heart, heart feel good. It's, feel good like
4: you know, this. You know what? <laughs> you know what? Receive
2: her love. When you, a, a, when you said a couple of weeks ago that you might not have moved forward with the show without me, who the heck knew what you were about? I mean, goodness gracious, <laughs> I've been studying these white people for 30, 40 years trying to figure a way out of this box. I mean, who knew we were on the same page with that? It's yeah. Crazy. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like the forces, the love, time, and death, the forces align to have us, to bring us together for some greater good.
6: It's deep.
3: I'm in love.
2: Because you, <laughs> you didn't know I was coming from that background either. I never talk about this show.
3: Stuff on my own show mm-hmm. Never Right right <sighs> Man Just <sighs> Lady J
4: Yes
3: If a black man could blush I would be blushing right now
4: uh, Is that what it look like I, I, think, it. I feel like you're already blushing Your high cheekbones <laughs> is like on fire right now Okay
3: it, moving on <laughs> Back to the topic please Um <laughs> Um
2: Yes. Diet. That's no, that uh D C Like if we were to touch if we were to touch his cheek, it would feel like it's flushing with some blood,
4: some hot blood. Oh yes. DC, you, that's you know, that hashtag love without booty oh <laughs> happening. Oh my
3: gosh. Hashtag love without the booty. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. You're flush to the touch.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: The hashtag. hashtag. Um, It's crazy because We really If you noticed every show In the Collateral Beauty Series That we've talked about We could not do a complete show Without talking about one of the other three When we talked about love We had to touch on time and death When we talked about time we had to touch on love and death Now we're talking about death We're touching on love and time mm. They are mysteriously linked together.
4: Mm. Right? I agree.
3: But not in the way that the normal person thinks about it. This is one thing that the movie said that I disagree. The guy who was playing Time told Will Smith that if love is creation and death is destruction then he's the bridge in between. I disagree. I think that love is creation and destruction. I think death is creation and destruction. I think time is an illusion. Think about time it.
2: Time is an illusion. We talked about that. Yeah, it's a made-up concept.
3: Uh, yeah, it, I mean, let's, let's, let's think about it for a second.
4: I'm gonna have to go to Webster.
3: Go to go to Webster. <laughs> let's, let's think about it for a second. Right now. It is 11.42 a.m. Eastern Standard Time DC's in Hollywood She's in Cali She's on the West Coast So right now She's in our past Right Right now Remember we talked about that? Yeah we
4: talked about that last week It's an illusion Yeah It's an illusion So you feel like time is not real Is what you're saying I
3: feel like time cannot be dictated by our finite thinking
4: Okay, when you put it like that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Let's look at the world religions.
2: It's not that he he thinks it's not real. It's It's, not real.
4: So then is it misunderstood?
2: it's It's a physics thing. It's like somebody made it up. It's like why did somebody decide to measure your height in inches and then over in Europe they measure it in centimeters? It's
3: a made-up thing. Do now with that, and I'm glad you know? I'm such a mastermind at conversation, staring. <laughs> now I'm glad you said that because this is death an illusion.
4: <laughs> I haven't experienced it, so I don't know. <laughs> but think about it.
3: In every world religion, there's some type of something after death.
6: Hmm.
3: No matter what you believe, is something after death out there somewhere. You either come back as a squirrel or you rise to heaven, or the Vikings say you go to Valhalla or whatever. I mean, whatever religion out there you got somewhere or something you're doing after you allegedly die. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. So, what is living? Is living just our consciousness? Because if life is just our consciousness, does that consciousness cease when we allegedly die?
2: <laughs> so some would say no.
4: I was say you know I'm that thinking of
2: transitional. That that is a transitional period. If a person lived to 80 years old and then he he or she dies, then life as he or she knows it is. Passed away, uh-huh. but maybe it's transitional. Maybe there's some other new form of life that we have no concept over.
4: Yeah, and I'm thinking like about think soul.
2: The way I make peace in my mind is I tell myself it's transitional. That this chapter has ended, but guess what? There, you know, you turn the page, a new chapter begins.
3: In order for you to, and
2: for some religious. For some for some religions, it might be that you get reincarnated at a later date with a new body, a new infant, new whatever, you know. And like you say, some religions may say that you get transformed into a raindrop or a squirrel or whatever it is. I, don't <laughs> know. That, I think it's transitional. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um. Okay. I'm just uh, ooh. Ah, I love this feeling. Okay. Um. So
2: I've always had this gut feeling, even when I was younger, uh that I was somehow very famous in the 1920s. Wow. That I just, like, associate with a particular person in the 20s. I don't know why. I don't know. Like, none of my family, immediate family, has anything to do, lineage-wise, with this person. But... In my former life I think I was this British girl in the twenties. Like what? <laughs> I've
3: always thought wow. that. Well, I mean your 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 pictures of when you were younger, um Yeah, I could see that.
4: Like she been here before like
3: like nineteen twenty, dancing to the music.
4: Dancing to the
3: music. Yeah. Anyway, um <laughs> um so if you have to find peace with it And you say And our human way of finding peace with death Is to say this is what's after it
6: mm-hmm.
3: In order for you to go searching for something It means you'll lack it Because something else is there Example If you lack peace You go To find peace Because there's a sense of confusion Or torment Or discomfort Or fear right. That is present Right mm-hmm. So is it safe to say that this discomfort torment fear that we feel is embedded into our conscience but it's not actual reality.
4: Um well it kind of goes back to something that Kim said earlier with, about your belief system. Okay. About what you believe. So I'm like also foundationally what you were taught. Uh-huh. Um You know, I was taught that you know, Daddy went to heaven, Papa went to heaven. You know, they we have these conversations when as children, your your parents or whoever all dogs go to heaven. Yeah, Yeah, right. They tell you what happens when people die, so you grow up speaking that very same thing because you we don't know what's on the other side.
3: And I'm glad you said that because all of our systems of uh, trying to cope with death stem from fear of loss. Yeah, and I was trying to hint to this earlier, but I'm bringing it back. That fear of lost is what blinds us from looking at what death actually is, and so because every human had at one point in their life a sense of fear to die, it automatically blinded their conscience to search the reality of what death is
4: mm-hmm. the but, attack- mm, okay. no, what i'm gathering though from my own perspective is i'm look i'm if i don't look at death the way that I was raised or taught to look at death right. And look at it in a different perspective I would be looking at what I'm losing right. Versus rather than what, what I am be gaining. gaining
3: Yes, yes This is why I love studying religious martyrs As much as we condemn religion Religion does have it's good for, for, for mankind Everything that's on In this realm of reality Is man made everything Mm -hmm. I don't care what it is everything Is man made Um, That does not mean that It's evil or wrong or bad With that being said I feel like religion in a sense Gives us the boldness Gives some Of us the boldness to confront death And we Mm -hmm. call that martyrdom Mm -hmm. I believe In gaining this Because I do this Then I have no fear of death Right It's a feeling That we strive Love We can define it We can say it's this and that But What we as humans do is We feel it Mm -hmm. Time We feel it Mm -hmm. DT said Love can make you feel like Five minutes is an hour Guess what She's right Because it's a feeling Yeah What we feel comes from our intellect, though. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Our emotions is governed by our intellect, our consciousness. If I said, Lady J, I can't stand you, in your mind, that's gonna cause pain. Mm
4: -hmm.
3: Someone said that to me, I'm gonna be like deuces. There's no pain there. Yeah. Not because I'm stronger than you, quote unquote. Or you're a woman; you're supposed to be more emotional, quote unquote. No, it's because the intellect. But my intellect stems from pain.
6: Pain.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you see what I'm? I'm, what I'm, I'm seeing getting your picture. Your big so picture.
3: So, pain, in essence, Linda, brings me back to what I said earlier in the show—that I'm attached to something. Mm-hmm. And my attachment is to an ideology.
4: Right.
3: Like we have the like we said right. about like we said about love. W- some people fall in love with the idea of the person and not the actual person. Right. We fall in love with the right. idea of knowing what time it is, but we really don't know what time it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and we fall in love. We 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 fall in fear because of the ideology of death. Mm. But we don't know what death is See pain is the attachment To an ideology Emotional pain
4: Emotional pain okay
3: Is the attachment to an ideology Example If I am to love someone unconditionally That means that my level of love Towards that individual does not change No matter what they do to me I don't believe that human beings possess that. Not, well, I'm not speaking absolute truth. Majority of human beings do not possess that. If they did, then the divorce rate would be lower.
4: Mm, okay, makes okay. sense. Makes sense. DT, give me yeah. your, give
3: me your thoughts on my broad statement I just made. Well, attaching the idea
2: ideology to pain. I think it's one way to handle it, you know, just like the monks, you know, we're, we're saying okay, let's attach our, our notion to martyrdom, but I think if we're intelligent human beings and give it a little bit more thought, we have to go beyond the box. We have to think that maybe there's a realm that we just haven't considered. Maybe there's an emotion outside of pain, past the pain Mm, that we haven't considered. And how self-centered are we to only be focusing on ourselves? Like, this other person caused me pain, so I'm just going to take this inward and absorb it, and that's the end of that. Um, You know, you have to, I think life is energy. It's it's a flow of energy. If you look at that rock, the rock's going to give you energy. If you look at the sunshine, that's going to give you energy. If you looked into your kid's eyes on her birthday, that's a certain energy. It's a flow of energy. It's not selfish or self-centered at all. It's a two-way street. It's a full circle that that particular energy is rendering you a certain emotion and i think
3: to only focus on the pain is very short sighted. Mm. You 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 said something that's treasure. And i'm going to stir it this way. You talked about energy being <laughs> being everything. I'm going to stir it this way. Do you realize yeah that back in the day they didn't wear shoes. All the time, because stepping on the grass, the natural ground itself, barefooted, gave you a sense of energy because of the magnetic field. They call it grounding. Mm-hmm. The, right, pe- exactly. the, the people in power have presented us with something called capitalism, right? And in yeah. this, in this capitalism. We have um, Conditioned ourselves To think that we have to wear soccer shoes all the time Right And we built these We built life based upon Capitalism But capitalism is killing us Mm. The food that we eat The way that we Take care of our bodies The The way that we cut ourselves up From mother earth we don't connect with nature We connect with machines We give our babies bottles We don't give them the nipple mm-hmm. Like we give them another species milk And think that's normal Like, And we think that breast right. milk from a woman is nasty right. Like we've been conditioned okay. this way Because the people in power have conditioned us To embrace killing ourselves without telling us That it's killing us. Mm. See, they have distorted our view of death. Mm -hmm. They've distorted our view of love. They've distorted our view of time.
4: And you know, a person can only give you what they have experienced. Exactly. So this is actually their views.
3: Ooh, wow!
4: You know, that just for me, I'm looking. I guess my perspective is. If they're only giving us what they have And this is their view then Uh So we've taken on We've taken on more Than what they've even said That what we need to take on I'm like I can see it But I may not be able to explain it The best way I can see it But yeah
3: I think that death I think that the force of What we call death Can be our friend Example, one of the Rockefellers died. He is no longer in our physical realm, allegedly. But this dude then had four different hearts before he died. Oh wow. He tried to prolong his life and give himself, quote unquote, more time. But death. He
2: had four transplants? Is that is that what you're saying?
3: Yes. And oh, wow. time. Pushed him towards (laughs) death Now That does not mean That the effects of his life Does not still linger on And this is what we call legacy Or this is what the ancient ones Considered immortality Mm
6: -hmm.
3: Is there a sense of immortality In all of our hearts That we long for or is immortality that of an illusion also?
4: <laughs> I'm like, you should part that for next week. I'm like, what? <laughs> immortality? That's a good
2: topic, yeah. I, I think 90 I like seconds. Don't connect with immortality. No, they're just sheep and they're punching their clock. They're doing their 8 to 5 and... You know they're coming home and they're popping open a beer and no, I think a lot of people are not connecting with their immortal- immortality. Are we all able to? Yes. right but do we? I, I think no. Um, I'm gonna respectfully, Randy, I'm I'm not really comfortable with your use of the word capitalist. Okay. I personally. No, a lot of business people who do well by their company, and they are capitalists for sure. I mean, they're there showing up every day to make money. <laughs> okay. But they do treat their employees well. They treat their community well. They do give back. They do. They are involved with charity work, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to separate. They're not evil men and women. They are there running a business but doing right by the business. Right, okay? right. Okay. So, I want to separate that word because they're not the evil people. We know who the evil people are. So, you're separating, so a
3: name you're separating... So, um,
2: I, don't, I don't like the use of the word capitalist because it's... Okay, got you, got you,
3: know, you. Not all of them are evil. Okay, got you. I'm, well, if by what you just said, that would classify me as a capitalist.
4: And I would even say that, I, you know, I just had this conversation yesterday, but... The United States is very much an individualistic nation. think so?: Yeah, you know, it's not like a third world country, like more of a collectivist type and cultural specific, but we, I'm not saying we glorify ourselves, but our individualistic as far as building um, wealth, and it's based upon the individual. And that mindset is even hard to grapple as me coming in to be a new entrepreneur. I'm like, why does it have to be about me?
3: Is it based on individualism?
4: I would say so.
3: If if a natural disaster was to hit America right now, and they were putting people that they wanted to survive on airplanes and boats and all that, DT would be first in line, and we would be in last even if we had, allegedly, more money and more companies and more whatever than her, based upon who she is, she gets first dibs. But individually... Um, you
2: know, it, it, makes me, it makes me sad that you think that way, because there were an awful lot of Germans who helped the Jews and helped the Jews get out of the country during the Holocaust. So what was in it for them, they could risk death, too, for doing that. So It makes
3: me sad that you think that way Yeah I, I think that way Because Jews and Germans Were the same complexion It was It was an ideology That Separated them It wasn't necessarily the difference of looks In the degree That it's a difference of look between Us And them What I mean by that is if the plan of the elite is to eliminate people of color and then eliminate those who they feel are lower class than themselves, we're on the bottom of the totem pole. okay, does that make sense
2: well, i can. That's, that that might be the elite plan and it is the elite right, right. That i can see we don't we don't have there's only 20 people there that doesn't
3: mean we have 7 billion other people that don't think that way but see and i'm glad and i'm a mastermind i love this and that but but see here that goes back to our point that we talked about two weeks ago dt if it's so many of us then why are we still allowing them to run us
2: We we have to rise up. We really do. Do, Numbers should should matter.
3: Do you think that in a net in
2: numbers and we're not we're not coming together. So they're deadening us because they're poisoning our minds, poisoning our food, to the point where we're lethargic and not doing anything about it. Right. Right. Sleep.
3: And and and, and that and again, I love being a mastermind in conversation. Again, that goes back to this. A lot of people Like DT Would get killed
4: First half For being with us
3: For being selfless That means that the fact that me and DT have a and, and you and DT have a Working relationship Puts her In danger mm. Whether she feels it Immediately or she may never experience it In her lifetime But it still doesn't negate the fact that it puts her In danger If things were to pop off in America Ten times worse And a race war was to break out The fact that DT and me are cool And If I was hungry she would feed me Would make her In jeopardy of losing her life That being said that jeopardy is not coming Specifically from the 20 people in power It's yeah. coming from Those who would be around It will come from our peers Because vice versa Would be happening too mm-hmm. I would be excommunicated from the black community Because I'm married to a white woman mm. I wouldn't be accepted fully into the white community Because I'm black Yeah. So that leaves me And my children mm-hmm. There In a sense begging for death Because now we lost Everything we was attached to So therefore now we Crave Death Mm. Because it's a release From the Suffering of the present Time now I know I'm speaking. Do
2: you feel to Do you feel to a certain degree you had to turn your back on the black community no. because you married a white woman?
3: No, I don't at all. But a lot of my black peers people, right. feel that way, right. and they don't realize that they've been conditioned to feel that way. They they legitimately feel that they have the legitimate right to feel that way, not understanding that the 20 people in power. Were the ones who came up with that idea Mm
6: -hmm.
3: That's why I don't believe if a natural disaster Happened That me and Lady J will make it Because (laughs) it's, It's not Seven Billion or million or whatever Of us out there It's smaller than that because people don't think Like you DT People don't think like me or lady J. They don't realize that a human being is a human being and we have to base our, dis- our 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 judgment on a human being based upon that individual and not the collective of what they look like. They don't people don't think like that. Mm-hmm. So because people don't think like that, us as truth presenters have to present truth to them constantly and constantly which which puts us in a life of suffering.
2: All right, well, That's heavy. it brings to mind w, President W might have uh, looked the other way and did nothing. But um. when Katrina happened, which no- the New Orleans area was predominantly a black community, there were a, a fair amount of white people who came to their aid and rebuilt the houses and you know, offered food and shelter, and so I don't know. I mean, I hope we're not so cynical that we can't reach out to our fellow man or woman. I yes, hope we're,
3: we're yes. We're not that way. Yes, yes. I, I I pray that we're not. Right. You know. Um, so my thinking on that comes from uh, from that perspective, from the do I have hope. Yes, or I wouldn't be a truth presenter. I wouldn't be one who tries to enlighten everyone if I didn't have hope. At the same time,
2: and at the and at the end of the day, that's our job, right? It, yes, that's we yes. We see it a different way. That's our that's our job to shine the light that hey, there's another there's another way of looking at this.
3: So can we shine the light that death is something beautiful? Or do we not have enough truth About death To speak on it
4: We don't have enough truth to speak on it Like well I mean Not yeah. necessarily that because there have been Some people who have felt they have died And have come back Right so I mean unless you Get somebody that got a testimony like that
3: The key word in that sentence Was felt like felt they like died Felt like they died How can you know how something feels
2: well, I mean the machine Well the machine said it the person flatlined. Right. They was gone for, you know. The little boy that went minutes, to heaven. Five minutes,
3: whatever it was. That little boy ain't going to <laughs> die and go to no <laughs> people, heaven. That little boy did not die and terrible. go to heaven. His father hustled that book. I'm sorry, DT. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> 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 oh
6: my God,
4: I can't, DT. <laughs> yeah. There
2: are people who have fallen in a coma. I mean, technically, their heart is still beating, but they are a 100% vegetable.
6: Most of them
2: don't make it through, but the rare, lucky ones you know they wake up after eight days, like what is that? I mean they might as well be dead because they have no brain function, wow no physical function, but a few of them come back so so to me the way the way I interpret death is that it's transformative, that life as we know it ends but there's a new chapter and the reason why I have that sense is because when I was a little kid I mean okay granted I'm an avid reader I love I'm a sponge I love to learn new things but when I was a little kid I would make an observation or make a declaration that this particular event or occurrence is this way because of X and I didn't know what I was talking about and I thought to myself why do I have this sense of knowing, even before I've done the research, now I usually went to do the research to see if my theories were correct, but I think it's because, you know, people would always say to me, you're an old soul, like where's all this wealth of knowledge come from, like I couldn't read all the books in the world and cram into my brain what I seemingly know, so it had to come from someplace else. Right. So I don't know if you want to call that reincarnation or an outside force or a higher power or however you want to define it. But to me, I think of death in that same way, that it's transformative. Like if somebody dies, um, you know, your brother might be sending you a message. It's not the message that you normally would want to hear, like he's calling you on the cell phone, but he might leave $10 in your path. Or maybe you're going through an intersection and you absolutely know you should have gotten into a car crash that particular millisecond, but you were spared. You ever had that feeling where, like, damn, I like, you know, <laughs> dodged a bullet, right? <laughs> you know? And you didn't get into that car. Co- you didn't get into that car crash. Well, right. hey, that might have been your brother guiding you along. That's how he was communicating with you. That he's still there and he's still watching.
3: Wow, that's today's today's topic is strong. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 real strong. I think that the series of collateral beauty lets us makes us realize that in all that we know, there's some things we still don't know. Does that make sense?
2: Oh yeah.
3: Like, man, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm speechless right now because the, the analogy you just gave was was amazing. Like, it's like wow, you know, we 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 really, man, <laughs> time, love, and death can be described and understood, but yet cannot be described and understood. It, it it's it's powerful. And I think we're going to have to Continue this conversation In the future Because I feel like there's more that me You and Lady J can dive into When it comes to the topic of love, time, and death So what I'm going to do Is close this show out The usual way that we do And I'm going to pick a date Where we're going to chime in Back on this specific topic And I'm not going to have no guest It's going to be me, you and Lady J And we are going to try to Bring more language To the understanding of love, time and death To top off the Collateral Beauty series With that being said DT Give everyone your information Where they can find you By the way If you haven't downloaded her app You're an idiot If you haven't went to com, You're stupid If you have not listened to <laughs> her shows On Wednesdays You're retarded
2: <laughs>
3: But yeah give them, give them your information again Where they can find you again Um and then, I'm, uh, and then I'm going to close out the show.
2: My radio show is called the Men's Advocate Show. It's every Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific, um, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Find me on my app, my mobile app. It's now available for Android as well as for the iOS user. And everything you want to know about me is on the app. Not only can you listen live, there's a call now button. You can, if you can't listen live, you can listen on demand. Um, by the way, you don't even have to worry about adding Randy's shows because that's already merged in there. It's, you just go to the on demand library, boom, it's it's already in chronological sequence. So you'll be able to tune in. And then aside from this, it gives you all my social media links, it gives you links to my books, Fastering Women and Hitched in 90 Days. And of course, I do one on one coaching. And if you need more help than the books, I'm most of my coaching. Even though you've had lifelong roadblocks and problems, we usually solve within four sessions or less. So that's the Men's Advocate Show. Just type that into your search bar. Boom, you'll have it. If you don't have a smartphone, of course you can go to uh, my Facebook. Just also type in the Men's Advocate Show, or you can go to my website, uh, the Men's Advocate.
3: TheMensAdvocate.com <laughs> <laughs> You know what um, Real quick before we get off the air um, I want to say this If you don't listen to DT's show you got to be retarded She be on the air On the Chew On That show Spitting game to me, y'all. She be using that ninety day hit stuff on me. Got me over here as a black man <laughs> blushing and all that. She be using that science stuff that she created on me. And i I'm you know what? I've been manipulated. I we might have to do a show on manipulation because of D T. Listen. All right. <laughs> no, no, all jokes. All right. Thanks everyone for tuning in, uh, for watching the show. Man it's been amazing We reached 700 something people I'm reading on Facebook um, That people reached And and chimed in on the show Man I appreciated the support Um, Listen if you support me Support DT Lady J stepped out We gotta go We are over the time anyway Doesn't matter it's my show we do our thing Till next week ladies and gentlemen It's your boy Randy Chew, aka Mr. Chew, on that. And you know what we do, why we do it, and how we do it. Till next Thursday, deuces!